Every day in one of the busiest cities of the world, an army of men start their daily work. Nothing unusual there, but these men are unique. For over 125 years, they have provided a service to the people of Bombay, now Mumbai, that is the envy of the world. They are the Dabawalas, the tiffin carriers, who have a system of delivery that's unsurpassed, and with it they ensure that the workers of Mumbai receive their home-cooked food in perfect condition and on time every day. The system is almost faultless, and such is the wonder of these men, that international companies seek them out to better understand their processes and how they achieve what they do. Let's find out more. I'm Leanne Walker, and this is Wonder, the show where each week I bring you tales of wonder and curiosity from across the globe about the people, places and events that shape our daily lives. Mumbai, previously Bombay until 1995, is situated on a peninsula of land on the west coast of India, surrounded by the Indian Ocean. It's the capital of the state of Maharashtra and is the largest city in India. Initially, Mumbai was the accumulation of seven islands, which with the passage of time joined to form the island city of Bombay. For centuries, the islands were under the control of various peoples before being passed to the Portuguese Empire and subsequently to the East India Company. In 1661, Charles II of England married Catherine of Braganza, and as part of her diary, Charles II received the ports of Tangier and seven islands of Bombay. During the mid-18th to the 19th century, Bombay underwent significant change. A land reclamation project of the area between the seven islands from the sea was completed in 1845. This, along with the construction of major roads and railways, transformed Bombay into a major seaport. Mumbai currently has a population of about 22 million people and growing. About twice the number of Greater London and about five times that of Los Angeles. Property prices are at a premium and the 55% of the city's population who can't afford these properties end up living in illegal slums. Mumbai is the wealthiest city in India and it is the financial, commercial and entertainment capital. It's affectionately known as the City of Dreams. Mumbai evolved into a global financial hub. It's home to billionaires. Ambitious workers flood into the city every day to serve the global customers. For several decades, it has been the home of India's main financial services and is a focus for both the infrastructure development and private investment. From being an ancient fishing community and a colonial centre of trade, Mumbai has become South Asia's largest city and home of the world's most prolific film industry, Bollywood. In the middle of this wealth and poverty are India's middle class, the office workers, teachers and professionals who raise their families in the suburbs but rely on the megacity of Mumbai for work. They are the commuters cramming themselves onto Mumbai's crowded suburban trains, making more than two and a half billion journeys per year. Trains are busy, hot and the city's transport network is tested to its limits daily. Its most important transport hub, the historic Chhatrapati Shivaji Terminus, or Victoria Terminus as it was previously called after Queen Victoria, opened in 1887 when India was still part of the British Empire. 
The station was built at the southern tip of the city to service Mumbai's busy port. Passengers arrived off the boat and were transported into the India interior by rail. Being at the centre of the rail network, connecting the whole of India to the rest of the world, turned Mumbai into the economic powerhouse that it is today. These trains are the lifelines of Mumbai. Without them, the city, its economic centre, its millions of people would all grind to a halt. About 125 years ago, a Parsi banker wanted to have home-cooked food in his office and hired someone to collect it from his home and bring it to him at work. He was the first ever Dabawala, or tiffin carrier. This idea caught on and the demand for Dabba delivery soared. In the beginning, the deliveries were informal, with arrangements being made between workers and Dabbas. But one day, an Indian entrepreneur, Mahadeo Havaji Bachi, saw the opportunity and started the lunch delivery service. He started with a team of 100 Dabawalas. As the city grew, the demand for Dabba delivery grew too. The system developed, and from the original 100 Dabawalas in 1890, there's today an army of 5,000, fulfilling the hunger of almost 200,000 workers with home-cooked food brought from their home to their office and back each day and on time. People who use the service tend to be middle class, who for reasons of economy, hygiene, caste and or dietary restrictions, or simply because they prefer wholesome food from their own kitchens, rely on the Dabawala to deliver the home-cooked midday meal. Most of the workers reach their work by train, which means they leave home early and may be boarding chaotically packed carriages, which would make carrying their own tiffins a challenge. The Dabawala system provides a welcome solution by collecting meals prepared at home and then getting them to the office and back again. Their lunch is contained in a tin container, which has a number of bowls, each containing a separate dish and it's all held together in a frame. The meals are prepared in their homes and delivered in their own tiffin carriers. The origins of the word tiffin hark back to the days of the British Raj and represent a midday meal in place of afternoon tea. The word comes from the slang for tiffing, meaning to take a little drink. Tiffin often consists of rice, dal, curry, vegetables, chapatis or spicy meats. In addition, the lunch boxes are themselves called tiffin carriers, tiffin boxes, or just tiffins. Lunch must reach the client by 1pm every day, and it can take up to three hours to deliver it to them. The whole city can be affected by late deliveries, so double wellers are waved through by members of the public and traffic police alike. They're instantly recognisable. Most sport a white kurta pyjama set, though this is not required, but all do wear the iconic Nehru cap, and that makes them easy to spot in a crowd. Cap also protects their heads. They're expected to carry wooden tiffin baskets containing anything up to 45 metal lunch boxes on their heads, and which can weigh anything up to about 100 kilos. Each Dabawala has a single collection and delivery area. Mid-morning, they tour the neighbourhood by bike, collecting an average of 30 dabbas. They park their bikes outside middle-class tower blocks. Together they collect up to 200,000 home-cooked lunches. 
If, when the Dabawala reaches the house, the people are busy, this could cause delays and could disrupt the whole process, something that they know is just not accepted. So after giving the householder a couple of warnings, if they continue to be late, the Dabawala will just leave without the tiffin. Once collected, they're transported by bike to the nearest local train station, where the tiffin boxes are sorted into, into delivery areas. When the train arrives, the tiffin boxes are sorted again before being loaded onto bikes or handcarts for delivery to their destination. A single tiffin could change hands between four and six times during its daily journey, some of which are between 60 and 70 kilometres in a day. At the destination station, they're all unloaded by other Dabawalas and then sorted, this time according to street address and floor. Then, the crates of carriers are carried on the Dabawalas' heads, on hand wagons or on cycles and are delivered to the offices between 12.30 and 12.45pm. Some office buildings downtown where the service is popular keep one of their elevators free over lunchtime specifically so that the Dabawalas could bring the precious lunchtime deliveries. Once the lunches have been eaten, the rituals then played in reverse. The same empty metal containers are taken back to where they came from, reaching home before the workers arrive back themselves from their day at work. The beauty of the entire system depends on teamwork, meticulous timing and an alphanumeric code scrolled on each metal lunchbox, designed to be easily understood by all double-wallers. In the early days of the delivery system, the coding was a simple colour coding, but since the expansion and growth of Mumbai, the coding has also evolved into alphanumeric characters. Each Tiffin carrier has painted on its top symbols that identify where the carrier was picked up, the originating and destination stations and the address to which it has to be delivered. The home address, office address, railway stations of delivery and pickup are all crunched into a small series of letters and numbers painted by hand. Most of the Dabawalas are illiterate or semi-literate, with some having up to 8th grade education. Yet the strong process, teamwork and understanding ensures that the deliveries work seamlessly. It's also entirely dependent upon the train network. The lifeline is the local train service of Mumbai. There's a train every four minutes, and without them, the Dabawalas couldn't run this service. It's the smooth running of all the hub and spoke locations which ensures its delivery across the average 60-70 kilometres travelled by each tiffin. All of this sounds simple enough, but when you consider the timing, the organisation, the teamwork, the sheer numbers and the complexity of the city, their achievements are quite staggering. The army of approximately 5,000 Dabawalas make a mistake only once about every two months. In 2001, Forbes magazine rated the delivery system a Six Sigma performance rating, a term that's used in quality assurance that if the percentage of correctness is 99.9999 or more. In 2010, a study by the Harvard Business School also graded it Six Sigma, which means that the Dabawalas make fewer than 3.4 mistakes per million transactions. With deliveries to and from roughly 200,000 customers each day, that translates to little more than 400 delayed or missing dabbers in a year. Quite staggering. The customers are charged approximately 800 rupees per month, which is equivalent to £10 or $12, 
and each of the 800 teams splits its share evenly between the members regardless of their seniority. The cost includes picking up a tiffin from home, delivering it to the office and then returning the empty tiffin back home. The Dubbawallas work as a cooperative with supervisors called Mukadams who are elected. They're all members of the Mumbai Tiffin Box Suppliers Association, which is headed by former Dubbawallas, and you can often find them sitting cross-legged amongst the workers as they take their lunch breaks at the various hubs. The Dubbawallas are self-employed, but to join the profession, you need to donate to the Dubbawallas Union approximately 30,000 rupees. Generally, the take-home pay is actually near 12,000 rupees, which is equivalent to about £136 or $185. It's a really good salary by Indian standards, but it's also a job for life. Almost all of the Dabawalas come from the same small village near Pune. High levels of trust are cultivated, with new hires being introduced by referral. The Dabawalas are all non-meat-eating Hindus who belong to the same caste, almost exclusively the Vakari community, which worships the Hindu god Vitala. Vitala teaches that giving food is one of the greatest donations that you can make. Their customers and the contents of their lunchboxes reflect Mumbai's rich ethnic mix. They're Hindu, Muslim, Sikh, Jain and Parsi. Parsis are Zoroastrians who settled in Bombay after fleeing religious persecution in Iran. The association is in good financial health. They have an annual growth of between 6 and 10% year on year and an annual turnover surpassing 400 million rupees. They support the families of deceased workers and donate to various food distribution charities. Even in the face of potential disruptions of service such as riots, monsoon floods and state and religious holidays throughout the Indian calendar, the core ethos of a collective pursuit of excellence has served the Dabawalas well. They are united and proud of the service they provide the Mumbai people. A certain amount of the food in the tiffin boxes is never eaten or barely touched. The Happy Life Welfare Society, a local charity, contacted the Dabawala organisation to see if they could help with an initiative to help feed Mumbai's 200,000 plus slum children. They immediately express their willingness to help. The solution they developed together is amazingly simple, inexpensive and doesn't risk the delaying Dabawala schedule or their record of on-time delivery. Once the worker has eaten his lunch, if he chooses to, he will place a share sticker on the top of the tiffin box. The Dabawala picks up the tiffins after lunch as usual, takes them back to a central redistribution location. Here volunteers meet them, quickly separate the tiffins with share stickers on them, move the food in it to give to the children, and then quickly repack the tiffins so the Dabawala can take them back to the customer's home on schedule. The whole process takes less than 15 minutes. The food these children receive may be cold, but it's otherwise perfectly good and would be going to waste. It's a brilliant, simple, creative way of addressing a huge problem. Everyone has a chance to contribute and the cost in rupees or in disruption is minimal. There's a simple but very powerful video now widely shared on Facebook, YouTube and elsewhere that tells a story. It's called Share My Dabba. I have a link to it in the show notes. 
In the last few years, we've seen the rise of delivery services such as Deliveroo and Uber Eats, with their bicycle riding workers bringing specially prepared shop-bought food to your home or your desk, using the latest technology to streamline their process. They're regularly in the news as they struggle with tackling with inefficiencies, customer complaints and workers' rights issues. For 125 years, the Mumbai Dabbawalas have collectively been doing this on time, every time. The newcomers have much to learn. That's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. For more information, please visit injustoneday.com forward slash wonder where you find the show notes, links and sources. I've also put together a PDF of information about today's topic. To get that, head on over to www.injustoneday.com forward slash on time. Keep in touch via Facebook, In Just One Day, Twitter, One Day Two, or email hello at injustoneday.com. But until next time, have a great day.